Oh, you know what, Josh? What's up? I have a surprise for you. Oh, serious. Can you do me a favor and just narrate what's happening as I step away for a moment? All right, John is stepping away. Now he's jogging. The dog is following. He's out of my line of sight. Oh, he's he's bringing a guest onto the show. He's coming on around. He's coming on around. And here's our guest. Hey, welcome back. Did you see this when you were throwing out the garbage? <laughs> I didn't see it, but I didn't question it. Okay, because I, I put it over there as a surprise. And I'm like, oh, this motherfucker's throwing out his garbage. He's going to see it. I was, I was going to ask, but I, I just thought it was something that you brought up from yeah, the storm. That's fair. Could have been someone that died uh, in the basement. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, um, your poor grandma. <laughs> we had, we had a hurricane, not a hurricane, a tropical storm uh, two and a half weeks ago. John unfortunately had a big part of his basement flooded, and yeah. a lot of things had to go. Um, and I asked him during the storm, "How's your family doing?" He's like, "Oh yeah, uh, they do have major flooding in the basement." I'm like, "What about your grandma who lives down there?" <laughs> He's like, "Oh yeah, she's swimming." <laughs> <laughs> that is what I said. Oh my god! No, my, my my grandma was fine. She uh she she just she wasn't at the house. She she stayed at another house. I forgot to start the intro music. Um, but yeah, that's uh, beautiful. Happy October for oh. all our viewers. That's why I got my skeleton I see out. Now. First guest of the podcast. Official and that's, guest. That's why I came out with the orange wire <laughs> yeah, this we month. The, We're gonna uh, be Halloween doing colors. the ho- the Halloween colors for this month. <laughs> yeah. Um. <clears throat> Man, it's exciting. Uh, do you have any thoughts on, on a name? Maybe we could think about it like later, or maybe let the fans vote. On- oh, we'll do a vote. Uh, the the name is oh, we should guy. talk more. Oh no, oh. this guy. Oh, yeah, William. All right, we'll we'll put it to a vote on our. Oh, yeah, uh, apparently, media. you weren't impressed. <laughs> but um, welcome back to the We Should Talk More podcast, the podcast where two lifelong friends who don't have much in common try to get a little bit closer. My name is John, um, and I love skeletons and, and uh, meat and flesh. Oh, yeah, me too. But hi, my name is Josh Coronel, and I'm an Emmy Award winner <laughs> director. That's, <laughs> that's, it's, it's an honor to have you on, on, the, on the podcast. Thank you for having me on. It's, it's great to have you here. You really displaced your dog. I know, right? Um, kind of sucks for him, but... It is October. He, he's totally gone. I don't know where he I think he, he got freaked out by the skeleton, to be honest. You guys missed our our bagel hour. We kind of had like a classy little like bagel eating <laughs> session, um, which was very nice and fun. Um, we yeah. shared a lot of deep secrets. Um, but it was podcast time. So here we are. And, and today is a is a very fun episode. Um, very exciting episode. Talking about something that we've mentioned um I think a couple times on the podcast already. We have. Um, a film that is very special to my best friend. Now, I'll, I'll let you take it away. Yeah. Um, today, we have Dunkin' Donuts coffee. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and it tastes mad smooth. You know what? You're right. Uh, I always... <laughs> I think if there's if there's one thing that's consistent with this motherfucking podcast is that I always forget to talk about the coffee. Yeah, and never like fail to. The most important part of it. <laughs> like, it, all, it definitely is. So uh, I, I proposed to John right before the show. We might, it might be worth doing a little bit of a coffee hour mm. where we just catch up a bit. 
because our listeners are really here just to listen to us talk. Yeah. It's not really about the content that we have here. They don't, they really don't give a shit. Yeah, at this I mean, point, they just like to hear us. At this point, like Sam, friend of the show, Sam is like doing some engineering bullshit. And like, she has no idea what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Drawing up some schematics, uh, yeah, some uh, HVAC stuff. And I, and I ask her if she can help me out with my HVAC <laughs> issues. We're catching up now. I'm telling you about my HVAC issues. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and she's like, yeah, I don't know how to do that. I'm like, I thought that's your job. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, filler. John was gonna ask me about my week, and oh. now I'm telling you about my week in advance. <laughs> um, can I ask you? Yeah, go ahead. How's your week been? My God, it's been fucking hot as balls. Oh yeah, because now yeah, you don't have the AC. Mm-hmm. My thermostat has been out. We we switched it because we're trying to uh, save on our electricity bill, which has been through the roof. So if you have any like suggestions here, please let us know. But we got the Google Nest Home uh, thermostat mm-hmm. and it's only been causing more trouble now because when we switched it out, apparently it's not really working for us. Yeah. So we've been trying to troubleshoot. I have a, I have a question. Yeah. Um, and I, I hope this hopefully it doesn't take away too much from the from the show. But um, how does it work like living in a condo? Like your electricity, how do they price? Like, are they able to pinpoint how much power is being used from an individual? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So they have the meters outside, and what they do is every month, a uh, meter man comes around and reads the meter, and then next month he reads it again. And he's able to see like exactly, the, let's say your room, exactly how much power is being used from that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. No, maybe not the individual rooms. Maybe they do. Well, uh, yeah, I don't mean Pro- your bedroom. I mean your. your <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's a lot of fucking power coming out of Josh's bedroom at uh, two in the morning. Which, which I, I I would love to know more about because mm-hmm. we are trying to pinpoint where our electricity bills. Yeah, like and I guess you find roof. out like yeah. what what exactly is like maybe causing it. Yeah, I do think they give you a little bit more of a breakdown when you check the website. Mm-hmm. But w- from a high level, what they do is they just take the difference between the this month and the past. Got month, it. Okay. And then yeah. that's how they decide how yeah. to charge you. Yeah. So if you were to look at the payment uh, statement. Mm-hmm. Or your bill statement. That's what it shows. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm a, I'm a dumbass, like liberal arts major. So to me, like, I just assumed like just power comes out and then they would like divide it up by like the rooms or whatever, like, <laughs> like whatever the, the overall cost of electricity from that building, they would yeah, just like no. even it out. <laughs> See, I, I mean, that, that's a great uh, communist society right there, <laughs> but not quite how it works here in these condos. Or any complex for that matter. That's that's definitely interesting. I never, I, I don't know. I never really thought about it. Yeah, motherfucker, you, you get are, off me. You're definitely a get liberal. Off me. You're definitely a liberal. Yeah, and that's it's a it's been a problem for for us as friends. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, yeah. this motherfucker. So, so I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll stop catching you up on yeah. my life. How's your life been going? It's been pretty good. It's been a, a very stressful week as well. Not not as hot as yours, but uh. <laughs> A lot of <laughs> a lot of a lot of work uh, going on. Um, trying to uh, trying to get my life squared away, but uh, feeling good. I'm uh, feeling pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Um. How how do you square up your life? You square up your life by uh, laying out everything that is going on, and then figuring out what's the most important. Okay. To prioritize. Yeah. And what's the most important to me? Hmm, myself. <laughs> at, no. at, at the end of the day, it's always going to be yourself. Yeah, but, but no, what, I mean, where does I, the pieces fall? I think right right yourself? now, maybe like work, uh, family, and like relationships, which is like, I mean, I guess it's the same thing for for, for everybody. But um, 
I guess maybe outside of my, like work, my personal work, like uh, career, like mm-hmm. trying to trying to pr- prioritize like uh, setting like an actual goal for like what I where I want to be. Yeah, career pathway. Yeah. Oh no, that's interesting. I mean, I I think the issue would be not the issue, but the the mind now where you're placing it is to actually be mindful of those three things. Yeah, yeah. Rather than like. Well, of course, these are about things. Yeah, yeah, of course, these are always important. But now you're actually being more mindful. Yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, that, that's the difference. Because, yeah, like th- those are things that for any person, it's like important. But I've been trying to. Yeah. Especially like uh, relationships, like with friends. I, I've, I've been like feeling kind of kind of bad with like my my inability to like keep up with people. And I mean, I guess it's a thing that a lot of people struggle with because like, you have so many friends that it's like you can't. You can't so be some there. Some people have so many friends. No, well, <laughs> you, you definitely have a lot more friends than me. But um, you you have all these relationships, and they all become like at, at different levels of importance. But it's hard to like you know maintain them, or, or you know you you, you want to yeah. be there for people when you can. Yeah, um, and it's a, it's definitely a tough balance. It is. It is. Um, <clears throat> and I mean, at the end of the day, when you're also looking out for yourself yeah. and your own mental health, is prioritizing that sometimes you make sacrifices yeah, with those friendships yeah. yeah i mean good stuff but we keep moving forward yeah um fortunately for me as john's friend he has no other choice but to spend time <laughs> with me so here we are yeah <clears throat> um that that was our co- coffee hour i hope coffee you enjoyed hour it is over let us know what you actually think about the coffee mm-hmm. hour here uh for the next two minutes you'll get a little bit of a promotion so enjoy we could have an actual coffee hour and we're back. <laughs> so, uh, like we mentioned, <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Like we mentioned at the beginning of the show, we're talking about a movie that is very dear to my heart. Um, it's called Before Sunrise, directed by Richard Linklater. Uh, released in nineteen ninety. 6 95 I think it was 95 um fact check me there <clears throat> one of the uh, things I like to do when I go on tinder dates now <laughs> is ask for movie recommendations then I get a movie recommendation but truly I don't give a shit yeah uh the point of it is for them to ask the question the other way around you're so manipulative Okay, actually, you know, <laughs> cut this part out of the show. <laughs> I, di- I didn't realize. You, you just shine light. <laughs> then I'll mention this movie. It truly is my favorite movie, but given that it's also romantic, yeah. uh, it might it might like draw at their hot heartstrings a bit. Mm. So it, it works out quite successfully. And we'll watch mm. as like a first date, a second or third date. We'll watch uh, Before Sunrise. Yeah. So um, if I've taken you on a date to watch Before Sunrise. <laughs> I've, he only watched it with just you if you're listening to this. That's exactly yeah. what I was about to say. <laughs> it is special between me mm-hmm. and you. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that. When I say a name or? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So there, there's there's more to the inspiration but i think let's just give it a, a, a little structure before we like oh yeah continue. of course um we so we're going to be diving into a couple different films in, in the coming months we want to set like a standard structure so that 
whenever you watch one of these film review discussion type things that they'll be very like following a, a similar formula. Um, so we are going to, Josh touched in it and he's going to dive a little deeper into the inspiration. So that'll always be uh, a, a part of these. Cause like we're, we're choosing to present a film to our friend uh, and to you guys. So th- there is like a little inspiration on why we chose that. Um, and then for each of these uh, we'll do a quick plot summary. So I think important context too, for these kind of episodes, um, We'll mostly be doing older films, but um, we're, we're not going to spend like the whole hour going through every <laughs> plot point. Um, that was disgusting. Uh, th- there will be an expectation like we're talking about a film that you can either watch or maybe watch after this, but we're, we're not going to be te- we're not going to be giving a, a, a uh, an audio uh, rendition of the film right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Spoiler alert ahead, though. Do be mindful yeah, of that. Yeah. So that, yeah, that, that's an important thing to say, though, because we will be like heavily spoiling the content of the film. Um, and then we'll we'll end we'll end these discussions. The big like back half of it will just be the, the review. So like in the review, we'll dive into our thoughts on the plot, our thoughts on the themes that come up in the film, our thoughts on the different characters, and then our thoughts just on like the different filmmaking aspects. Um, and then we'll just give our final thoughts and review. Yeah, and part of that plot uh, section too will be like our favorite scenes. Yeah, yeah. I don't. You didn't say that, right? No, I I didn't add that. Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, that, that's a similar thing. Like, we're not going to uh, dive into the whole plot. So we thought we might as well, like, pick, like, a little aspect of the film, like a mm-hmm. scene or whatever that really resonated with us just to touch on that a little more. Yeah. So just as a clarifying point, yeah. that's that's what we're looking to do there. Um, all right. So back at it. Yeah. Um, so another interesting thing about this, I, I, I learned about this film through a film class I took um, where... The class was really just to watch films. You sit down each class period. We turn on a film. We talk about it afterwards. So I loved that class. It was an easy one. Easy A or B. Was I forgot this, what I got. Was this an assigned film for the class or was it one that you watched? <clears throat> like So this was one that we watched in the classroom. Okay. Um, and most of the films we watched in this class were independent films. So it was a lot different than what I was uh, perhaps used to because I don't think I was exposed to too many independent films at this time. And I found this one really interesting out of all of them because there wasn't really much narrative to it. Mm-hmm. There isn't a narrative to yeah. uh, many of Richard Linklater's films for that matter. So if you aren't familiar with Before Sunrise, you might be familiar with some of his other films. He has made uh, Boyhood. Yeah, it's probably the most... like that, uh, Did that one win an Oscar? It might have. I think it did. Um, but yeah, it's one of the most like, yeah, uh, it, in, in, in recent years, maybe the most like notable. Yeah, because it was released like um, 2015 or something. Yeah, it's yeah. on Netflix as well. Um, and that one, if you didn't know, uh, followed the, the characters aged along with the film. So it started, uh, they started directing that film like in the mid 2000s and it didn't come out until 12 years after Yeah, or even longer. I don't <clears throat> quite know the time frame. It, it was 12 years. It was twelve years. Yeah. Well, I know the boy grew twelve years. I think. Oh well, yeah. The the I just meant that the film took over like it was over the course of twelve years. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And and you actually watched yeah. the boy progress in age, uh, up into being a eighteen year old boy. I think it was. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the same holds true with the before trilogy. So context here: the first film starts uh, in ninety five, and I pointed that out because and I could be wrong. So double check me there. But I'm going to just do the math uh, going forward. 
the next film doesn't come out until 2004, and the next film doesn't come out until 2013. Oh, you were you were on the dot. It was 2000. Perfect. It, well, uh, it was 1995. Yeah, there yeah, you go. So yeah. the next ones are going to be nine years after. Yeah. yeah. So, um, the actual uh, storyline or plot of the film was actually nine years apart, just like they age nine years, and so. A lot of what Richard Linklater does in his films are to try to capture the, the essence of time. You don't see that too much uh, in other films. Rather, you'll see a film. Uh, <laughs> you can come over here. John doesn't like you. He's <laughs> fucking leaning on me. <laughs> you can you can lean on my you can lean on me. Um, he he does aim for a little bit more realistic approach to his films. And that's why he doesn't really take uh, much of a narrative approach when it comes to uh, building their narrative for the stories. It's more of just capturing what life would be. Yeah. That's like, I, I, I really liked boyhood for that reason. I, I I think I might've mentioned that like Mm -hmm. in one of these previous ones we were talking about stuff, but like boyhood, like not, there's not like a, there, we see these different like moments in time, but like, there is nothing like a, a plot line that connects all of them besides you're just, it's the same characters. Yeah. So it's like, he's, he's like a, a little kid going through issues with school, but then it's like a couple of years later, he's like completely different place in life. And it's like, you're just like looking at them at this moment in time. It's really cool. And, and as a young adult too, it could resonate with you a yeah. lot because you realize you don't often put yourself in those shoes. And now you're walking through this person's life in different time periods of his life so you can see how he's developing yeah and not too long ago we have also developed uh while we might forget a lot of it uh (laughs) it's a nice little reminder yeah um and if you're not familiar with that he also did a film called dazed and confused did you ever watch that one uh i don't think i have but i i've i've i knew someone that really liked that is it like a romantic comedy no um it was i mean there is a little bit of romance in it but minimally, uh, it was more focused around the school, uh, the students who were on their last day of school. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, high school that is. <clears throat> and I think they were hazing like freshmen who were coming in for the following year. So it followed a lot of different story arcs at yeah. one time of different age groups throughout that high school coming together at a party. Um, but just the same type of uh, structure where you're seeing these students kind of develop as you go along just as um just through a little bit of conversation but i don't think it hits the same form of like realism as uh this in boyhood does then he also did one other one that i did want to mention uh that a lot of people were familiar with is school of rock school of rock yeah Yeah. that's crazy i I did not know that yeah i was i was gonna say like it doesn't quite like tie in with the rest of his style but he he did direct yeah that's that that's amazing (laughs) That's a really good movie too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a that's a little bit of background and kind of what inspired me to want to talk about this. Um, it does hold as one of my favorite films, more for the realistic aspect here, um, and just kind of seeing and enjoying the dialogue that the two people share. Yeah. So <clears throat> that kind of also sums up part of the summary here, where um, this film actually just is over a course of 24 hours. Um, you start during the day, early in the day, while these two people meet on a train, 
over a couple fighting. I don't know if you remember <laughs> yeah, that yeah, opening that's like scene. The very first part, yeah. Yeah, that opening scene was there's a, a German couple fighting. I believe they were speaking German, and they run off to the back and they actually start having a conversation. Um, so you kind of you kind of already see some relationships going on here, but <laughs> now uh, now we have Jesse and Celine are the two main characters and they meet each other. Yeah. Um, and that sparks their original conversation. And going on forward from there, it's they decide to spend a day in Vienna together. And that's the that's the whole thing. Would you when I was watching this, would you imagine yourself doing something like that? Oh, I would love to do something like that. I, like when, when I was watching, like this is like totally a Josh like situation. <laughs> like on a train, like in a random like country, middle of nowhere, approaching a random woman. And like something coming out of it because that's just like i don't know feels like a situation i'd see you end up in somehow i i think the like philosophy of it is just what resonates so yeah much. yeah because you're sharing this connection with somebody that you don't know and that's all there was committed here or dedicated yeah. for your 24 hours yeah 24 hours of your life fully dedicated to this one individual that you'd never met before, you spend a whole day with this one person and then you go off without any follow-ups, without any way to stay in contact. They didn't exchange numbers at the end. They uh, did commit to meet each other six months down the line, but they did not have any way to uh, communicate between that time. Yeah, because they they didn't... uh I mean, I guess context start of the film mm-hmm. for, for all you uh, Gen Zers. There, there were no cell phones or like anything like that. So no IG. Yeah, I think they might no have Google. D- discussed like, uh, did they say something about emails, like exchanging emails? But they they, they, they never did. Like they, they never exchanged any like contact they, information. Yeah, they intentionally decided yeah. we should not because then we'll end up sending love letters to each other yeah. and quickly get bored of each other. Mm-hmm. So. They kept it more of this level of excitement of not really having too much of each other. So when they do have each other, it's all the more interesting. Mm -hmm. And it's like, uh, yeah, like continuing the excitement of what they had with just like being with each other for that uh, 24 hour period. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like I only shared a connection with this person for 24 hours. And so I can't wait for the next six months. Mm -hmm. Can't wait these next six months to get the opportunity to see them again. Yeah. they did enjoy the 24 hours if yeah. uh, you couldn't tell and the film the film is before sunrise given the um, implications that at sunrise were their last moments together yeah yeah so at sunrise they um, Celine was to take the train back to France or Paris and Jesse were, was flight. catching a flight yeah. that same morning um but before they uh, went to sleep, there was all the implications that they had sex. Yeah. And they had sex like in, uh, in a park. <laughs> they had sex in a park. It was so beautiful. They had, they had wine. So yeah. it was very romantic, actually. Uh, oh, I guess another context here is she got off the train knowing that Jesse didn't have any money. Yeah. She, he said, oh, yeah, I don't have any money to get an apartment tonight. I was just mm-hmm. going to like walk around Vienna and... Uh, Spend the day here. Yeah. Uh, and rather than doing it alone, I would like to uh, have <laughs> someone to share this time with. And yeah. like she was 100% down. Yeah. 
and it, it was definitely like uh it was like a a beautiful thing i mean it it matches like the very spon spontaneous like aspect of it because like he he said like uh, I could be like a creep or whatever, but if I am, like you can just take the train and go home. Like you take take the next train whenever you want. Mm -hmm. So he he left it open to her, like, hey, if you don't enjoy your time with me, like you can go home. And I guess maybe that was something that she might have had in the back of her head. Like I don't know if she, I mean, she probably wasn't thinking of like spending like all that time <laughs> there. But um, it, it's like I guess she didn't know either which way. It was very spontaneous. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do think you pull out one of the scenes uh, later in our conversation where she does kind of mention uh, from the moment that um, she, I think it was from the moment that he mentioned his grandma, the story about his grandma. Um, she knew she wanted to spend more time with him. Did she say that she knew she wanted to sleep with him? I think it was. Was it? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think I think it was when uh, th there's a point in the film where they're they're like discussing having sex and she's like she's saying oh she's not sure if they should because it might like ruin whatever but then she said like you know what i actually already made up my mind like the moment you you did that like she she had already decided that she was gonna agree to it so i'm talking about the moment where they were uh phone calling friends oh okay remember when they phone called friends yeah i mean i was just talking about when they decided to like have sex she, yeah. yeah i think she said she would have made up her mind to sleep with him though I remember her she already made up her mind that she wanted to sleep with him. She made up her mind about something on that phone call is what she's I remember her saying where she's like, at this moment, I'm already made up the mind that I was already down to uh, leave maybe the get, train with him get to get off the train with him. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what it was. But uh, our listeners could correct us. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's that's kind of a little bit of a summary of what this whole film was about. Yeah. So what we did want to do is pull out some of her favorite scenes and yeah. we, we did get I, I, into I think, one so i think we should just talk about um just in in general now like about the plot like how, how did you feel about like the course of the of the, of the film like in as a story in whole mm. like how did you feel about it well i loved it um because all it was is them walking through a day in their life mm. and you see just segmented scenes from one time period to the next time period mm -hmm. all within a 24-hour period yeah so <clears throat> they go from you you watch the development of the romance here now i do want to talk about this a little bit more but you see them from being very uncomfortable with each other having conversations getting to know each other to uh like breaking down that phys physical barrier uh kissing uh getting a little bit more comfortable talking about things that are more personal up until having sex. Yeah. So to see the development of that romance too was also, uh, I think that structure was just really interesting to see. You don't kind you don't really capture that too much in a film where you see it unfold in the way that it unfolded because it followed along their day. Yeah. And I, I think like a, a, what I liked about it the most too is that like the film, uh, there really are no other like uh, people in the film besides them two. Like mm. the film is just them. So like when you watch other like uh, romantic films or dramas, like you have the characters together, then they go off and do other things. And like, maybe they have another person they're interested in. Like mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of things that are going on, but like, we're really like stuck here. 
like you I guess you you feel like you're you're there with them for mm-hmm. this amount of time and like you said I think the way the romance develops throughout the film it feels very real cuz like it, it feels like something that could happen should should you meet someone that you have like that kind of instant connection cuz like I'm sure we both have been on like dates or have even met somebody at, at like a bar or something where you you have that kind of like random connection and like for them, it's like they had that connection, but now they're with each other. So yeah. you're just seeing what would happen if you have that connection and then are stuck with someone for so long and like the, stuff like that happens. There's a lot of relatability to yeah. the film. Yeah. Uh, and I, I guess another thing I like about this is that um, either people love this film or they really hate this film. Yeah. I feel like I could definitely see people not liking it. People who would be like, oh, nothing really happens. But no, it's like, I feel like that's, that's, that, that's the point. Like, um or i mean it's not the point but like the film is like it's more about just like you mentioned like just you're watching these people in this like moment in time and it's mm-hmm. um just seeing what would happen and and mm-hmm. i feel like it's really beautiful in in yeah. that way um yeah. it's it's like an, an art student's uh dream <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a very artsy film i think it is and, and it really puts the uh time into perspective yeah I think that's the most beautiful part here is where it's limited to that 24 hours and they don't, they're questioning uh, their connection together. Uh, Being within that 24 hours, uh, how can you make the most of that time with each other? Mm -hmm. How can you uh, fulfill that connection as much as you can within such a short time period knowing that you're not going to see each other in more than 24 hours from now. Yeah. It, it's the same idea of uh, always keep, uh, reminding yourself that we are all going to die. And what can I do to make the most out of my day knowing that I might die tomorrow? Anyway, I think we're we're jumping a little yeah. ahead with um, like that type of yeah, conversation. So point. we we I guess we can just talk about um, the scenes that we really liked. Mm-hmm. Um I saw that you added two, so I wrote down two as well. Um, um, we alluded to one already, I think. So why don't we talk one, about uh, that? The phone call the one? The phone call one, yeah. So yeah, that, that was the one that I mentioned to you, I think, when we, we spoke about this film the other day. I, I really love that scene um, just yeah, because... The context to it. Well, so th- this is like this is pretty far <clears throat> along in their in their day together, and they're, they're at like a bar. Um, they, they go to a couple bars, but they, they're at a place where they're just like sitting down and talking. Um, and they start talking about <laughs> trying to put his arm around you. No, I, oh, I, 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 you know <laughs> how you want to see me? No, no, no. You know how we do clips yeah. for social media? I think it would just be funny if well, while I'm talking, you're clip, playing with it. No, oh. no, no. Like in different clips, you'll find him in different positions. <laughs> oh, as I'm cutting, he'll just completely be moving. like you, like to anyone watching the, just watching this from social media, they would have no clue. Oh, that's true. <laughs> they would just see, how did he end up like that? Wait, wait, you can, uh, yeah, so can we like fix him up? I just turned on his eyes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know he had colored eyes. (laughs) Okay. That's, that's cool enough, I guess. Um, but they, 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 (laughs) so in, in this scene, when they're like sitting down in a booth together, they, they walk through like, uh, what would they tell their, their friends? Like if, if they were to like go home, like what are they going to say mm-hmm. to their friends about each other? And they're like, Oh, like, why don't we just pretend right now that we're, I'm, I'm ringing up my, my friend to talk about you. And then they each go through like what, what they would say to their best friends. Um, 
And it, 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 I mean, because you told me to watch this film, so it made me think of you. It's like something that would happen, like if you have some kind of connection, like spontaneously mm-hmm. with somebody, you would want to call somebody and like tell them, like, "Oh my God, like I'm I'm in Vienna. I just spent like the last couple of hours with this girl, and like she's like you know whatever, whatever." Um, so I, I thought that was like a really like beautiful and like cute scene, and I think it also um, throughout the film there's a lot of talk of like what's going to happen after. Um, so like, I feel like that, it, that ties into a lot because you know, like once this time period is done, they are going to go home and they are going to tell people about like this experience mm-hmm. they had with this person. But, um, there is really no telling of like what's going to happen. And like, if they never meet, like they're never going to know like what they could have, like what they're going to tell their friend about them. You know, like when you start dating a girl, she might ask like, Oh, like what did you, how do you talk about me to your friends or whatever? <laughs> and, and I think that's, uh, more the conversation is only the more interesting when they do that uh segment on the movie because that's like a very challenging thing to do yeah it's like how would you want to describe the person right in front of them yeah and i think it's, this is it's, something you do in private yeah and 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 the fact that they're calling their closest friends they, they are telling how they truly feel so like they mm-hmm. are just face to face telling this person how they truly feel about them and uh it, it was really beautiful well, i i will say um i think celine does a lot better a lot more of a better job and they do this intentionally I yeah. think, to be more authentic in mm-hmm. like her expression and uh what's this what's ethan hawk's name jesse jesse sorry ethan hawk is a actor um jesse has more of a cover to him to not give off too much yeah. is i think what he like any male random guy yeah. is trying to do, try to come a little, come across a little more macho and not as uh lovey dubby. Yeah. And so that, that kind of comes, I think he gives off that vibe a little bit when he does that. Um, but it may have, it may break down a little bit more as the scene goes on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought that was, uh, a really beautiful scene. And I think like you just mentioned, um, how it was expected that he would act that way. Like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of these moments that you see with them, they how they behave is like really telling to like their core like character traits, which we'll we'll get into when we talk about the characters. But uh, it's very consistent with like how they act. Like it, yeah. it, it, you can really I feel like they feel so real. Like the way that they they respond and how they behave to certain things. Like it feels like this is a real person. You would understand that he would act a certain way in in any given situation. But yeah, yeah, I think that's what Richard Linklater does a really good job yeah. on is to really create these characters that are very consistent in their behaviors. Um, and as it goes along, how much is uncovered um, and how like that progression is uncovered too is what's really interesting. Uh, so uh, jumping into one of my favorite scenes was I think the first one I listed here. Oh, was the train fight. The train fight? Oh, okay, which we mentioned. Yeah, we mentioned the train fight. I, I forgot uh, before uh, when I was doing the summary if I mentioned that in the summary or if I mentioned it as a favorite scene. But um, I will say, and I'll leave it at this, John might have all indication. This might be a little bit of foreshadowing. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I love it because he's start the film with it yeah they start the very first minute of the film yeah. with it 
Um, but I, I do like like that it does speak a lot to a lot of the stuff they talk about with like relationships like getting ruined over time. Mm. So like that is a prime example of like this is like an older couple. So it's like they're just going through a fight as older couples do. Yeah. Um, and then con- directly contrasting, you have these people meeting each other for the first time. Yeah. Because this is this film takes place when they are much younger. And yeah, like, yeah. I think they're in like their 20s at this point. Yeah. I believe she's like 23 and he, I think they're both the same age. Okay. But yeah, they're both like very early 20s. Yeah. So th- they are in their 20s. They are very young um and they are just meeting each other for the first time so they're in this uh infatuation stage where they met each other and they they're completely obsessed with each other for that 24 (laughs) hours uh and they have like these butterflies in their stomach like anxious to see each other again Mm. but also don't want to spoil it by talking too much yeah so the more you get to know somebody the more things uh you learn and dislike about somebody so I, I do think she says in the film, and, and this is uh, the interesting perspective, is the more she gets to know somebody, the oh, more yeah. she like falls in love with those qualities. I literally that wrote that down as one of my... Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you want to speak to it then? Um, well, that, that got into, into like the themes. Um, okay. Should I talk about that whole theme that I wanted to talk about? It's kind of stuff that we've already been like touching on. Yeah, why not? We can bounce around. <clears throat> um. We'll just skip it once we get actually to that yeah. point then. Or I mean, well, let's, okay, well, I'll just. Uh, the, I think we can bounce that, that, that theme is uh, a theme that you see throughout the film is like time. And like, mm. I think we've kind of mentioned that a lot, how like that their limited time together is something that comes up a lot. And also just how time has its effects on relationships. Okay. Um, and like them sharing like examples of their own relationships and then talking a lot about how like uh if we're together for all this time you'll grow old of me like you'll you'll start to notice like little ticks in my personality like um they it's something that over and over again they they start to talk about um and yeah i i I noted how uh despite them talking about that celine mentions like when they're talking about love to her um she 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 feels that she would grow to love somebody more over time Cause she said like, and I find that so beautiful and it, it really like, it made me think about my own relationships. Cause she said like, um, those little ticks that you notice, like even the things that annoy you, um, those are only things that can be experienced through spending so much time with someone that you love, like, like picking up on those little things, like getting mm-hmm. to know someone so deeply that, you know, like exactly how they would act in a certain moment. I think that's something she said, like, um, that's something she finds so beautiful, like being able to like know, um, exactly what you'll eat in the morning or exactly what you'd want to wear like for a certain event like like knowing so much about a person uh, is, is so beautiful to her which is like that's a whole like sweet. paradigm shift to how you might perceive the more you know about somebody yeah yeah and it's a very like different perspective because I think it, it is like a thing that a lot of people think about is like over time like relationships they lose that spark but she mm-hmm. views it like the complete opposite way and that's just <clears throat> the healthier way to look at it too yeah You'd rather not live your life unhappy, getting annoyed at every little thing. If you can find a way to find some positivity out of that, yeah. you just live a better life. Yeah, and I think like that's that's a good point to it too, because it's like it's she's not ignoring the the little things. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, that's not what she's saying. I think just the fact that she's you get to a point in a relationship where you you know all those little annoying things, mm-hmm. like you can like know everything about a person. Like that just makes it like what even more beautiful. What what's more worthwhile? Or what's more useful for your energy? to be annoyed and upset about the things that would otherwise tick you 
or find the beauty in it. Yeah, yeah. And like, I would just appreciate how beautiful it is that, that, that you know this that, much about a person. That you can only get to that point yeah. by knowing this person for as long as you do. Yeah. And you share that connection. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> yeah, that is beautiful. Um, Why don't we jump back to your second scene then? Um, Fake. Oh, and I also wrote the, the fortune teller scene. Um, I, I really like that scene Um, just because of how it, it also like directly shows who they are and how differently they interpret a situation. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll get into it more when we talk about them as characters, but um, Celine is very like instantly believing and like, uh, uh, like, you know, very into the whole like fortune teller, mm -hmm. like telling your future, whatever. And then Jesse's just like instantly like very like, Cynical oh, this about is the stupidest the thing. Like, he's like, even like, like giving her like looks or whatever <laughs> while the fortune teller is there. Cause he's like, totally doesn't believe any of it. Mm -hmm. He gives all the like grimaces, the faces yeah, to yeah. give all the impressions of how like funny he finds the situation yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like how anyone who would actually value whatever she's saying is uh ridiculous mm -hmm. or like completely, stupid yeah um i love that too you you see the different character traits there and then they argue about it they their do. first yeah, fight their true. first yeah, fight their first fights yeah oh that that's that's great you bring that one up <laughs> um my second favorite scene was the kissing booth <laughs> not the kissing booth the listening booth <laughs> oh and that's yeah when they're in the, the record where so, they first kiss i actually like and i don't have it in these oh, wait, no they didn't first kiss my bad they almost kiss they, well, there's like a yeah, there's like some tension where like there's a lot of sexual tension in that scene. That's that's what makes it so yeah. beautiful. Yeah, uh, just the uh, cinematography of the eye contact mm -hmm. to be able to capture the right moments of looking away or yeah. that awkwardness of like as somebody's looking towards you, you look away. Yeah, and, and then reversing it. It's like it's a it's a beautiful thing that like how films can do that because like it's something that you would never like when you're in that moment you don't see that like when i'm like when you're with a girl like you only see what your eyes can mm -hmm. see so like but being able to see both of them and you can you like you're almost like screaming at the screen like you both want to kiss each other <laughs> but you're not like you know um and it's like a thing that you can only see like when you're on that outsider perspective yeah as the audience <laughs> like you you feel that frustration yeah. <laughs> But and you feel the uh, anxiety yeah. in that moment because they're both filled with anxiety, yeah. I'm sure. And it's like a thing that, uh, like, it's a very common thing that the people go through. Like, I've mm. I've been in that same situation like hundreds of times, or maybe less, but definitely <laughs> less. But you know, like, you, it's like a situation that's very common, like super, super, super relatable, which is cool. That and that's the beauty of yeah. that scene. That's why it stands as one of my favorite scenes of that film because you can sense what it feels like to be jesse as, yeah. as, as the guy here um but celine's experiencing very much the same experience she they're both looking at each other yeah ah uh, <laughs> so much so much love yeah. so much love um so do you want to like dive into the themes a bit yeah so you already mentioned one how yeah. many do you have i have three but we we can kind of like go through these a, a, a little quickly so we can like Get into yeah, I, I could do the first one real quick yeah. because I already talked about it, but was the development of romance. Mm. And that's that's one of the best parts of this film when you look at it from the higher angle that you see it from end to end. Going from, not necessarily end to end in this one film, but it does get captured a little bit as you go through the whole trilogy. Um, but in this one film, you see to the extent that you can see romance develop within 24 hours. Mm -hmm. 
you're not going to get romance developed in 24 hours where they are truly in love with each other or they are in the state of being in a marriage or what have you. But you do get to this level where you see how fascinated they are with each other, with how little they know about each Mm -hmm. other. Um, From the moments of that awkward scene in the listening booth to when like shortly thereafter they're I think on this uh skyline um ride I, I forget what it's called where they're looking out into a distance and they finally do kiss um I think it was Celine who made that first move yeah <laughs> the best part of it too um then you you get into like them actually sharing a little bit more personal detail with each other because it was at the beginning of the film that Jesse said he was in uh, Europe just to travel, I think, yeah, alone. Yeah. And then you later find out he shares with Celine that he came to visit his girlfriend in Spain. Mm-hmm. And his girlfriend in Spain, as he visited her, broke up with him. And so now he's just kind of roaming around Europe just to get his mind off of it. Um, and you only broke that down a little bit more as you see him get more comfortable with Celine. Um, and Celine does share stuff about her love life too. Um, she didn't get out of a, a breakup just moments before meeting each other, but uh, she does open up and then, and then all the implications end there with them having sex. Yeah. And then um, you, you have that morning after where like, <laughs> it's like, so refreshing uh in that morning i I feel like that uh the opening scene not the opening scene the uh waking scenes after that morning feels so true to what it feels like waking up in the yeah it's very like uh tranquil and like i don't know the 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 sounds that they're hearing you hear the birds chirping you uh hear people all like turning on their lights or starting their day uh I think they stopped to listen to some type of pianist. Yeah, someone's yeah playing music. Um, it it was just there's like a magic in the air. There is there <laughs> is a morning magic yeah. there. <laughs> um, I guess bouncing off of like the stuff you were talking about about the romance, I I'll just go through because like wh- when I was watching it, I I wrote down a lot of quotes that like came up in the film. So like on love, I I wrote down a couple stuff uh that I just found so interesting and from their characters. So um. In one of their conversations talking about love, Jesse says, um, love is a selfish escape for two people who can't be alone. Um, and then I just find this so interesting. And I think it's, it speaks so much to who, who Jesse is. And I guess mm-hmm. in this point in time, like from the breakup, you kind of understand why he feels that way, maybe. Um, and then Celine, when she shares the story about her past relationship, she questions, um, why is it that you become so obsessed with people that you don't really like that much? Um, and I found that so interesting because I think <laughs> it's a very common thing maybe where you you end up in these relationships where um, they end and because she she talked about she was kind of like ob- obsessed with her ex. I, I don't know if you if you remember that. Um, and she talks about how it it got to the point where he wasn't even that great of a guy and she doesn't know why she was she was so obsessed with him because it wasn't about him. It was more about the fact that he didn't want her that she became so uh, uh, obsessed with. Which I think is like a very um, I, I I found myself in in a similar situation where uh, an interaction ends and you become so like it's all you think about, but it becomes more 
more than just that person. It just becomes more about like, why is it that they don't like me? Cause like the, at the end it's, of the day, if the person wasn't that great, like you're not like actually obsessed with them. It's like, why, they, like what's wrong with you? Maybe it's the people that we like the least that, I mean that like you the least that you like the most. Yeah. That, yeah and that, that really like gets to you the most. I think <laughs> it, it, it falls within any context, yeah. The people that are unobtainable. We've, we've talked about that before where it's the unattainable people that we're just more interested in. Yeah. The people who might be making 10 times your salary, we're more interested in. Celebrities that are so unreachable, we might be interested in. People that don't show us interest because they're busy doing other things yeah. um, or they're not interested in us, we're most interested in. We don't care about the people who are desperate for <laughs> our attention. Yeah. We care about the people that it's hard to capture their attention. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, and it's, it's a really interesting point that I think both of them bring up. Um, I think like their, their viewpoints on love, uh, they're very like honest and like, uh, you understand very, very, like very truly how they feel that way and why they feel that way. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, while I was watching it, I think I especially took note on that cause I'm, I'm very interested in how that'll change. Um, because it like in this point in time they feel a certain way, but like even you, you and I, like your your views on these things change like within a couple months sometimes. Mm. So I, I'm very curious to see like how they'll view it like uh as time on. progresses. Yeah. You mean between each other? Uh, no, no, like just their view on love and like what okay. what what they I guess their concept of of, of love, like what they think mm -hmm. it is because what they value. Yeah, because like love. Jesse's very cynical like mm -hmm. i mean just just as who they are like we mentioned like he's just very cynical and she's very much like a hopeless romantic mm -hmm. so be interesting to see if it like well well yeah. like he's very cynical he he's romantic down in deep yeah. down is yeah. what it is i think when it comes to jesse now i guess my next two could tie together in a way where i, I might just keep it as one but because we've already talked about it to an extent i wrote down uh, the fleeting experiences where falling in love to not, oh, I mean, because it, it's this, it's this uh, experience that's only within the 24 hours, but then also uh, that goal in mind of discovering as much as you can within that 24 hours. Mm -hmm. So the next uh, theme was the uh, self-discovery there. So you're limited to 24 hours with the goal in mind to make the most of that. Um to discover as much as you can about not only the person you're trying to share this connection with, but with of yourself. Mm -hmm. um, there's this fulfillment you're trying to get out of this moment um, to the best extent that you can with the limited time that you have left. Uh, and so I mentioned um, something in our Wisconsin episode, which is what inspired the quote uh, from my... I think it was attributed to my uh, former roommate, Osamu. Shout out, Osamu. Shout out, Osamu. Uh, but it was said by Alex. You did get the opportunity to meet Alex when we were out in the Midwest. Shout out, Alex. Shout out, Alex. <clears throat> was, and if I fail, uh, help me out here because I am digging deep to get it. But we are looking to capture the moments as we 
<laughs> what is it what is it now you you live like every day is your last okay that's how it starts you live every day like it's your last and that that's not nothing anything new um but you also live as if you're you're gonna be there be for here forever time. yeah yeah or oh, a long while yeah um and so it's that dichotomy or those uh the just that juxtaposition 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 oh my god just a position just a position <laughs> just a position <laughs> okay uh those two thoughts yeah that it's hard to balance of like where do you stand and and this this was inspired that was inspired here because you're thinking about them having so little time together um but they in those moments they are formulating it as if they're going to yeah. be together forever yeah that's fair yeah because i think like um if if you're just in like that uh you're if you're only caring about like the yolo aspect of it and like not thinking about like the long lasting part of it like someone in that situation uh you might not even care to invest that time with someone that I don't know. I mean, it would be a little more about like the superficial aspect instead of really trying like super deeply to get to know someone. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy you bring that up because like we talk about dating so much and we talk about casual dating too. This could easily just be like a casual dating yeah, like, experience. It, like let's say you get off the train and then you just go and bang and like never see each other again. But instead of that, they put all this time to really get to know each other and like they really mm -hmm. like whether they're going to sleep with each other or not, like whether it's just like a one night stand thing, like they're, they're treating it like a long date. Like let's say we think about us. Like would you go on a date right now with a girl who uh, she says I'm moving like uh, across the world and I will never, I, I won't be back for like another nine years. <laughs> no, that's a hard maybe. Yeah. Cause it's like, but it's, it's like an honest thing because like, why mm -hmm. would you in our position, like why would you want to, like we're, you know, when you're trying to date, like, you know, to have a relationship or whatever, like, why would you go on a date? Why with would someone you bother? You might never see again, but, um, it's still it, like, it is true. Yeah. You, anytime we've been on vacation and we've been swiping, none of the yeah, conversations like I've had there anything. was in the context of actually getting to know this person. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. As like awful as that sounds like. There's certain context here to your situation. You're yeah. on vacation. You're yeah. here for a short time, not a long time. Um, or a good time, not a long time. <laughs> That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Jesse and Celine, they treated it differently. Yeah. And to be able to treat it so differently was what was so beautiful of this. Yeah, I think it really does make it really beautiful. Yeah. So that, that was my whole thematic section here. Do you have a closing point? Um, not really. I think the, the last one that I wrote down, that I could touch on really quickly. I just found it really interesting when they were talking about their parents. Mm -hmm. I, I noted this, especially cause I know we're going to see like films like much later on in their lives. So I think it'll be interesting to note this and then see how they end up like if, if they have kids or anything. Mm. Um, because when they're talking about their upbringing, they both bring up really interesting points. Uh, but they both agree on, on this at least, which I think is interesting because a lot of the things they talk about, they don't really view it the same way. But they both agree that like parents fuck you up like no matter what like you're you're it's it's like everybody has has a story about how their parents has have like fucked them up in in some way. But both of them talk about very different experiences where I think for Jesse um, he didn't have a lot of attention and he felt like he didn't have a lot of attention. So he instead like grew to like 
not care. And like he, you see that in his personality, very like uh, more about himself and so on. We've spoken about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Celine talks about how she feels like she had a little bit too much attention that like her parents were like kind of always there. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was maybe sometimes a little like too much. And that's why she's looking for that love. Yeah. Um, and I, I just find it. Uh, so I, I think there's a line. I don't remember what it is exactly, but they, they both say like, no matter what, like your parents can give you too little or too much attention. Like they're going to fuck you up either way. Like oh, yeah. it's almost I like that, that. That, that idea of like, um, no matter what you do, like there's no solution. here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I also like to hear that so much because you are thinking about what's to come. Yeah. You're thinking about the following episodes. Um, and to consider how these people will develop in time. I brought up the point in the past, I think it was in the uh, personality episode where the people who shape you are the people you've spent most of your time with. Yeah. Uh, so that goes back to your parents. And it's important to reflect on that, to see how that actually contributes to your life and how you carry that forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how it uh, makes yeah, an impact I'm in very, the film. I'm very interested to see how it, how it does. Um, so, I mean, our, our next topic here was characters. I feel like we can kind of go through this a little bit quickly because we've, I feel like throughout this, we've touched on like their core, like personality mm-hmm. traits. Um, maybe we could just go through like the overview. I think we both kind of just wrote down like quick little notes. Yeah, like, mine was that he like, uh, just he's a cynical simp. Yeah, I, I wrote he's like cynical and closed off. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then Celine, uh, I wrote that she's like a hopeless romantic and also like a dreamer because I think she does mention a lot of like her kind of aspirations in life yeah Um, yeah she she is very ambitious yeah uh i wrote that she's uh fighting the patriarchy but really wants to be loved and love yeah yeah and that does seem like it's like a big a big thing that's important to her um Mm -hmm. one last thing on them both because i I wrote a lot I, i kept writing down like quotes that they would each say that directly oppose each other mm-hmm. um and what you said is th- there's a line where she literally says that like i think they're they're talking about um what's important for them in life mm-hmm. and like to her she says something along the lines of like to love and be loved is like the most is the mm-hmm. meaning of, the meaning of life and then jesse on the other hand he's like for him he would be satisfied just knowing that he excelled in something and it's like a very selfish view on life where he would be satisfied with his life just knowing that he was a great something like a great artist a great mm-hmm. writer a great something um and i guess to note for both of them i i just find it so interesting because i feel like a lot of their things it's like the truth is like somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. because like there is so much value in like <clears throat> finding love in life but also there is value in like trying to be ambitious and like exceed in certain aspects but like maybe finding the balance where you can do both is like where happiness lies well, I mean, the, if I, you can find the balance i don't know i mean i i think i think it's uh steps in the process yeah it's steps where you find what will make you most happy as an individual and then you learn how to share that with somebody else yeah and so maybe jesse and selene are in different stages of their lives that, that's true where too. selene's already past that part where she's looking to sh- share uh some sense of some some uh connection with somebody and or Jesse's still not like satisfied with like himself himself yeah um or she could have just skipped that step altogether and just has have the sole ambition yeah. to share a connection with somebody which is like an interesting thing too because like there are people like that maybe who mm. who concern themselves so much with that they ignore their they ignore their themselves, own yeah. desires where 
you end up in a point in life where, yes, I have a family. Yes, I have a, a beautiful marriage, but I never really did what I wanted to do. Um, yeah, you, you can't skip those yeah, steps. Yeah. You shouldn't skip those steps. Yeah. Uh, another um, segue to digress a bit is this. There's a book that it gets a lot of heat for it being like old fashioned in the way that it's written. Uh, and the title is a little bit um you about to get silly us canceled? anyway no we're not, it's not gonna be uh canceled <laughs> but it, it's like a uh self-development book called like seven habits of successful people uh, okay or yeah like yeah, that. I know, yeah um or very successful people i think it's called or effective people that's effective, what it is yeah. um it's outlined just like that and i think that's the valuable takeaway from that book where it's more of finding a little bit about yourself finding out about yourself what your values are internalize that let that guide your decisions moving forward and then widen it up outwards to other people and make those connections and use that synergy to be able to do more. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Jesse's at that point where he's trying to find those values that align with him and he might only be focused on that and not really mm-hmm. be thinking down the point where he can get synergy with somebody else. Well, Celine may have skipped those earlier steps to just look for that synergy without really knowing what she wants. And it might take a toll on her mental health. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely like a really uh, interesting point where they're, where they're both at right now. So like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really excited to see the, the future ones to see how that changes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if uh, at all. <laughs> I, th- I think it's, I think it's always beautiful for that uh, to hold that anticipation. Yeah. Um, that's all I wrote for the characters. Yeah. Yeah, same. I, right. I, I just wrote like the quick little uh, summaries, the core traits. And I didn't write too much for filmmaking either. Um, the cinematography of it. I, I mean, I guess I did talk about that. Uh, the cinematography of those, the eye contact in the listener room. Mm. Um, another thing about this film, and I mentioned it in the summary, is there is no storyline here. Yeah. There is no, uh, I guess there's a little bit of suspense at the end, like considering. I forgot. I don't think we mentioned at the end. They promised to see each other. Oh, I did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. In six months. Uh, so what happens in six months? That's what's on the mind of everyone. And then if you have the extra context, which most people do at this point because uh, films are out and, you know, uh, kind of like the way that Richard Linklater is uh, directing these films, you know, the next film doesn't come out until nine years later. And those are literally nine years apart mm. when it comes to the storyline. So now you're questioning what happens. <laughs> so you do get a little bit of suspense there, but there's not any rise in action. There's no fall in action. Yeah. It is just a dialogue. Yeah, which is which is really interesting. Um, but I think I really like that. So I guess that's like a good segue because um, that whole concept that you see in the film of like you're just watching people. I think like I really noticed that in like the cinematography because there's a lot of scenes that I kept writing it down because it's like there's scenes where uh, they're like passing by and they walk down a street, but it's like the camera just stays like mm-hmm. it, it, it lingers. Um, so there's two things I thought about. I mean, this did feel like an indie film. I, I like that you mentioned you watched in a class that like in focus indie, on indies yeah. because like, let's say um, someone like me, if I'm making a film, like I, it's, I don't have like a crane. I don't have like all these tools to like have a camera, like track people mm-hmm. like through a street or whatever. Um, so that could be why it was like that. But I do think I want to say it was intentional because um, it so many parts of the film just feel like you're just like 
you're watching. Like it feels mm-hmm. like you're like literally a fly on the wall watching like an actual moment in life where uh, these people walk by and they pass down the street and the camera just stays as if we are the ones standing in the street watching these people walk, walk down or like there, there's so many scenes like that where it's just like the camera stays like it, it just lingers mm-hmm. on a moment and it's not like cutting between them while they're talking it just like it's it's on them um, which I, I found really I think it, it really helped like make you feel like you were there with them and I think um, remembering those remembering the scenery of each episode i mean not each episode each scene yeah um as in like where they were they i i failed to mention it when we talked about the morning scene but they they brought that back too oh are you talking about like the last scene in the film yeah where they oh, just, I, yeah i wrote that down that 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 was uh, the really cool. that was like one of the most beautiful parts there yeah. where what they do is they show the scenery or the different settings that they visited all throughout that 24 yeah. hour time period of where they've been. Yeah. And they just do an empty shot of how it looks uh, in the morning. Yeah. As, as like they were departing. Yeah. And I found that so interesting too, because a lot of the, the places that they revisit, it's like, you're seeing it cause it's, it's in the morning. So like you're seeing it in a new light. Yeah. It's like without them there. And you're just, uh, it, I think it really helps enforce that like life goes on. So like these, these moments in time that you were in, you may not be in them, but life continues. Like time mm. goes on, like they exist without you. Um, so I just found that so interesting. And like the part where they, they go back to the park, you see like the, the wine bottles that, that they left mm-hmm. on the grass. So it's like, you can see like they Im- imprinted, like they left some left part of them like in the place. But yeah, it was a really like beautiful but, way to like sum up the film by like going back to all those places. Yeah. That's so, that's so true. I mean, you think about it anywhere you go, like, you have such a fleeting moment in an experience. Us being in a specific spot, maybe that we really enjoyed in Arizona, Collins Bar in Flagship, yeah. Arizona. Like right now, it's a Thursday night. They're having a Thirsty yeah. Thursday event, having fun without us. <laughs> like, remember Thursday night when we we're in Arizona? I think uh, you had, uh, don't tell Maggie, uh, but you had this girl throwing it back on you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's, it's, it's true that, uh, like you said, like that place in Arizona, like the places that we've gone to, we don't often think about them when we're not there. And, but they continue. But yeah, life goes on. There's other people there, other people making memories there. At, like, at this very moment. At this very moment, that same girl is probably throwing it back <laughs> to somebody else. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think a, a lot of the stuff that I wrote down in terms of like cinematography just tie into that whole like natural feeling, like uh, the lighting. It's mm-hmm. very just... Uh, regular like mm. it doesn't feel like they're in a in a studio or like they have like all these lights like on them to get like different lighting like you just feel like it's you're just on them in an actual place which i thought was really cool um and uh oh and i just noted i just noted the music um there are like some really good songs that come on in in the film uh the one when they're in the listening booth i really liked because I, I wrote down the name for it while i was watching it mm-hmm. um but i f- felt like the music was also very minimal so like there's not like a cute little dress-up scene where like a pop song comes on like it i think that helps the film because it, it when you're watching like a real moment in time like we you don't have music montages in, in a real moment in time mm-hmm. what you do have is like you're walking down a street and maybe you hear music like how they yeah. love to hear the piano that's yeah. something that happens in, in real life and it's it's a beautiful way for them to 
bring actually capture mu- that. Yeah, and bring music into a, into a scene without it feeling like why is this song coming on? It's mm-hmm. like it's actual music in in the world, which I thought was really cool. You have to change up your style on YouTube, bro. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I, I need to stop. I need to find a way to have songs play in the actual places we go. Exactly. To. Um, but yeah, it, it it was really cool. I, I like how that. Uh, I guess overall, if stuff that we touched on, it felt like. It was a Auth- real moment. It, it in time. felt authentic to yeah. the experience. It yeah. felt authentic to where they were and um, what they were doing. Yeah. Um, did, did you have anything else that you noted on like the filmmaking? No. Yeah. I, I think we really captured a lot of yeah, it. Yeah, we did. I, 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 think, I think the important part was um, that that essence of time there yeah. where like things continue to go on even though they're not with each other anymore. Yeah. How did you feel about like uh, the dialogue? Like, did you think that they sounded like real people? That's that's a good question because I feel like some of these conversations wouldn't actually happen. But these conversations are things that you can easily relate to. Yeah, these are things that you might actually think about. There, they were the dialogue was very existential, mm-hmm. um, and it might not be something that you are uh having a conversation with somebody about but like with that uh dialogue coming up it's like well you know i mean that is a good question and that is something that like i ponder about too sometimes so Um, something i kind of want to get your thoughts on is like something that i like just thought about Mm -hmm. um i guess the fact that they knew that their time was so limited and that like i i I may not see this person ever again after this day because it's a complete stranger do you think like that maybe helped them open up in a, in a certain way? Like, like I guess because it, it's harder for somebody to uh, maybe open up to people that they know because it's like I have to if I have like a dark secret or whatever, like I I have to deal with you. I have to see you again. Mm-hmm. Like, But do you think it maybe becomes easier to open up to people who, you know, you might never see again? Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't have to worry about those boundaries. Yeah, at that the, point. You don't really. Yeah. You don't really care because at the end of the day, they're not going to impact your life tomorrow. Yeah. So if you open yourself up and be very vulnerable to this person that you'll likely have a very low likeliness of seeing them, likelihood, sorry, of seeing them and God knows when, it doesn't impact you. Yeah. You set boundaries with people you work with. You set boundaries with people you uh, might be living as neighbors to because you, at those people are people you have no other choice but to see tomorrow yeah. or talk to uh, every day. So if there was the off chance that you were to say something that was very vulnerable that somebody didn't like, unfortunately, those people, you would yeah. have no other option yeah. but to continue to live through uh, experiences with them. Yeah. But now with this person that is very um, point in time where it's just this one day, if you mention something that is uh, a lot more vulnerable and sh- the person doesn't cl- quite click with it, it doesn't matter. You don't see them the next day. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's like it reminds me a lot of like how um, we can go out in public and like be in New York City and act very strange, like in the middle of the street or something, because you're around people that most likely you will never see again. Um, it's, well, I mean, it's very different, but it's like, well, that's true. I think it's more true if, I, like, we were out in Arizona than out it of is Arizona, in New yeah, York yeah. City. We yeah. were more likely to run it at while the density in New York City is uh, enormous yeah. or very concentrated. 
you, there's more of a probability. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I mean, you 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 get what I'm saying. Nope, I don't. Okay, uh, but yeah, it's prob- it's, it's, like, it's it's look, that look idea. at the numbers, man. It's that idea of like being able to to do anything, like or say anything, maybe around like people that you'll never see again. Um, and it, I thought that was really interesting. I it, it's a hard. I feel like yeah, like a lot of the things they they talk about. I don't know if it's like realistic, but at the same time, it feels like it could be. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I, they share so many moments that feel like something that would exist with people that uh, are meeting, like you're it's someone that you're first dating. So like it could be like on your second, third date, like you start talking about these certain things, like you open up a little more, like they're having these moments like all in one day. So it's it's very like interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, but yeah, it, the relationship was definitely sped up a lot. Yeah. In terms of what they opened up about, yeah. But then again, um, it, I guess it ties and, into and like the, the very serious of time. conversations. Yeah, it, it it does tie in, given that they know that they're not going to see each other, yeah. uh, the f- next day. So they are looking to fulfill as much as they can within yeah. twenty four hours. Yeah, which I thought was really cool because like it's it's less about like the small talk. It's like more just let's like make this connection and like get you know as deep as we can yeah so <laughs> to close off yeah what would you rate the film um i would give it a johnny 9.5 out of 10 beautiful <laughs> and what why is that in, in two words no film <laughs> <laughs> did you not catch your words before you started your sentence no i just i had a sentence planned out but since you told me <laughs> two words is, i just cut it <laughs> is it one sentence yeah go for it uh no film is perfect but this was close <laughs> that that was my sentence but I, <laughs> I was closer no it wasn't my sentence um 9.8 yeah so i as we go through this do more i have at least two more movies that can beat this <laughs> that's fair <laughs> Um, but yeah, I will say like, uh, I did really like this, this movie. Um, I would rank it like for this type of film, like, like romance, like drama, like realistic movie. Like it is up there with one, like one of, one of my favorites. Um, what I liked about it the most, like next to like something like Silver Linings Playbook, which Mm -hmm. I really like, like these people do feel real. Like I feel like, um, Silver Linings Playbook, there's some like wacky stuff that the characters do, but I mean. They also are not like normal people because they they all have like mental illnesses. Yeah. Um, but uh, I feel like these people felt so real. Like I would definitely rewatch this film like and want to show like this film to my girlfriend um, and our children. <laughs> Beautiful. So you're going to be asking your dates to watch this. Hey. On my date. On your dates. On my date. With my date. With your date. Yeah. Yeah, me, my me, only date. Yeah, also my my only date that we watched this. <laughs> no, it, wait, it we're not great. the same. We're not the same. <laughs> what I'm saying is different than yours. <laughs> I'm, 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 uh, I, I can't name this one person for John because. I, she, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a really good film, and I I can't wait to watch the uh, the other ones. Yeah, I really can't wait. Well, on that note, um. It was great spending this uh, morning with you, but I got big plans. This is ridiculous. Wait, actually, actually. Jesus Christ, this guy like takes up so much space. That that is better. What the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Like that his eyes like are really fucking bright.
really shooting. It is. It really is. Laser vision. All right. Um, this was really fun. Um, I loved it. It's really cool. I've I've never I've never talked about a movie this long and like really in depth. So it's very cool. And I'm surprised because I I do this all the time, (laughs) and I'm not even a film guy. You do this all the time. I do about this film or any film. Any film. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry, John. This isn't just a you oh, thing. So you don't have conversations with me about films like this? I just did, you motherfucker. Yeah, but not before this. Okay. All right. Well, um, I'm a little upset, but life moves on. Um, let's give a round of applause to the crowd that we had today. Both of my dogs were like staring at us. Now they fell asleep, but round of applause for the crowd. Um guys thanks for watching um more film content down the pipeline i don't know what we're doing next week though but thanks again for watching <laughs> we should talk more podcast check us out on uh shittalkmore.com all our socials are on there the socials for should talk more is on there um send us a question dm us on instagram like our post uh subscribe to us on everything give us an apple an apple podcast review give us a spotify review can they do that i don't think so i think it's just apple podcast okay 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 just review us. Yeah, uh, even if you don't listen to us on Apple Podcasts, just go on Apple Podcasts real quick and give us a five-star review, please. And why don't you tell your mom and dad that they should watch our podcast real quick, please? Yeah, <laughs> bring it up during the you your dinner with the rotisserie chicken tonight. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> all right, we got to end this. Uh, this right. is beautiful. All right. Love um, you guys. Love you. Bye. Oh, I hit the wrong button. <laughs>